0: Gentlemen, jesters, and fools, gamers of all ages, welcome to Tabletop Clown Society, where we've sent the Dragon Helm and the dungeon is closed for maintenance. This is a show where we try out different indie tabletop role playing game systems by running one shots for each other. My name is Sydney Clare, my pronouns are she, they, and today I will be your ringmaster. And these are my clowns. Introduce yourselves, clowns. Honk. I'm Florian Collins, he, him. Ray Newman, Daisy, honk. Bobby Michelle, they, them. Honk. Today's game is De-Escalation, created by friend of the circus, Alex Kingsley. De-Escalation is a fantasy RPG for people who wish D&D didn't have all that nasty fighting. The metropolis is notorious for its abundance of crime and supposed crime fighters, who under the rule of the king were permitted to commit all sorts of violence in the name of the law. Then the king died, and the queen took over, deciding to outlaw the use of violence by the city watch. They all quit in a rage, and a group of citizen volunteers have taken their place. That's our players! Here's the rules you should know before we dive in. Characters have five stats, which are called traits in this game, which are as follows. Book smarts, which is general knowledge, memory deduction. Street smarts, which is strategy, detecting lies, literally knowing the streets. Readiness is anything physical. Social skills is friendliness and emotional stuff, TM. And performance is intimidation, lying, and literal performance. Are you doing a little dance? That's what you would roll. In character creation, you will choose a species and a career path. Each of these has a set of skills that players are allowed to choose a certain amount of per level. Skills are things a character is especially good at. When using a skill, you add whatever the skill level is plus two to the roll. So for example, if you were using a first level skill, you would get a plus three. When you try to do something, you'll roll a d20, add any modifiers, and the outcome is determined on a scale. For example, a 1 or lower is a catastrophic failure, a 10 to 14 is a success at a cost, a 20 plus is a success and something incredibly improbable happens, you get the idea. We can get into what happens if you get hit if we enter any one-sided combat. This game is set up to either be played as a one-shot or a campaign, We're obviously doing a one-shot, but for those doing a campaign, there are some other cool features in the leveling system that encourage collaboration. For example, when you level up, you don't increase your stats. You help a fellow team member increase their stats by, like, in-character helping them train or something to increase their readiness would be an example. There's fun stuff like that. And one final note from the developer that is on the very first page of this game is that our City Watch are not the police And while this game puts a comedic spin on de-escalation of violence, it fully supports it as a method of community protection and this game is firmly anti-police and anti-incarceration. With all of that out of the way, let's meet our City Watch. Awesome, so today I'm playing Claymore John, Um, he uses he, they pronouns. He's a giant and he's a soldier. His therapist recommended he join the City Watch because he's currently going to therapy for anger management, <laughs> and he's one of those guards in like the castle that just stands at a random door, so he was kind of mm. getting bored of that. That's so fair. His skills are stomp, roar, run away, lift, cry out in agony for lost brethren, and call fairies. Wonderful. Such a set of skills. Yeah. Ray! Yay. Okay, so I'm playing Stuart Williamson. He uses he, they pronouns. He's an elf wizard. Stuart is 15, and he's joined the City Watch because his mom made him do it, because his mom wanted him to spend more time outdoors. (laughs) Stuart is convinced that he is secretly a demon, and he's made himself a little headband with demon horns on it. Just until his real ones grow in, Mom. Like, you don't get it. I love him. He's wonderful. And Stuart's skills are comb hair, spell confuse, spell little illusion, spell heal glamour, and spell jazz hands. (laughs) Oh my god. I don't know why he has jazz hands. It just seemed entertaining to me personally. I hope he uses the jazz hands in action. We'll find out. He's got a level three jazz hands, guys. That's really strong and powerful jazz hands. <laughs> uh, for the listening audience, everyone on the call just did jazz hands. We, we did. Who didn't do jazz hands? Ray. Someone didn't do jazz hands. That was Ray. me. Wow. Ray. I was, I was them? looking at my character sheet. No, Ray cast jazz hands on us. Oh, that's so true. Get jazz hands. Bobby, I'm playing Janice, no last name, because I forgot to give her a last name. Is her last name no last name? It is now. Oh my god, it's like uh, right <laughs> there <laughs> Her pronouns are she, they, and I combined two species because I liked the skills of both. So she's a frog bird guy. She has the head of a frog and the body of a bird. <laughs> That's such a combination. Yeah, like for it to be in that order. Oh, how, well, there's how how large is she? Yeah, you know, that's such a good question, Bobby. You need to tell us five foot. Uh, thanks, Bobby. Oh. Five foot. I was thinking. Okay, she's a five foot tall bird with a head of a frog. With the head of a frog. She's an ex con artist her con that she used to pull was saying that her um, <laughs> eggs were magical and had healing properties. They didn't. Does she croak or squawk? Yeah, she does both. It's a quark. A yeah. horrifying combination. <laughs> I mean, one of her skills is squawk, so I guess <laughs> she does, she's, she squawks. She kind <laughs> of just sounds like William. <laughs> For context, William is my cat. Here is a compilation of some of her best noises. But her other skills are long tongue, lie, ooze, scam, and lay larger eggs. She doesn't lay Oops. normal sized eggs, just large eggs. Oops. She doesn't really- she spends all of her free time in the park. That's Janice, no last name. That's a character- Florian looks so defeated. He was so upset. I really wanted the skills for both. Let's get into the clown role. Hello, friends of the clowns. It's William's here. William is my cat. She's a menace. Stop sniffing my microphone. The clown die is a black and white D12 that one of my younger siblings gave to me. No one knows where it came from. It just kind of appeared. It's a D12. It's got the numbers 1 through 8. A happy face, a sad face, and then two clowns. And we roll this to determine the clown energy of the session. Clown time. William, don't knock over my lamp. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Seven. No. It's a seven. It's always Again? a seven. It's a seven. We always get a fucking seven. What does that mean for the game? Seven. Seven it means 7 yeah oh no i i really i was going to try to think of a clever transition into the game uh and then i didn't cue music <laughs> cue music yeah honestly. Yeah, hello new city watch members today uh, is city. your first hi, hi <laughs> Hello, new City Watch members. Today is your first (laughs) official day on the job. You had a little bit of training, essentially them just telling you to solve the problems, de-escalate violence, do not do any violence in return. But today is the first day that you will be meeting with the queen to get your first assignments. You all are sitting in the castle in, like, just a waiting room with like a fantasy ass waiting room, but it's just a waiting room. Uh, and there's a big door on the far wall that you know leads to where the queen is. There's a soft little music playing. And if you look up, you can see that there's actually like a fairy with a little like tiny violin, just playing playing waiting room music flying around. How are each of you feeling? Claymore John's, he's just chilling. He's a little anxious. Stuart has found the darkest, most angsty corner in this room, which I'm sure is still perfectly lit, considering this is a waiting room. But he's found just the the quote-unquote darkest corner of the room and is, like, curled up in a ball. And trying really hard to look sad, but like he's super excited. The darkest corner is actually just wherever Claymore John is standing because he's got the massive yeah. shadow. Yeah, uh, Stuart, Stuart, <laughs> like sitting in Claymore John's shadow. <laughs> Janice is pacing around, like just waiting to go, but because she's a bird, she's like hopping around the waiting room. Claymore's just watching her. You hear from inside the door and two royal guards who claymore you know these guys it's dave it's dave yeah they open the door they nod to you very subtly forwards you see sitting on a slightly more modest throne than you would probably have expected is the queen you know she's got she's got a crown. She's got like a green floor length dress. She seems more relaxed than you would expect her to be, and she motions for you guys to come in. Claymore Jones like standing at attention as he walks up. He's got very heavy footsteps. Just thunk, thunk, thunk. She looks down at the three and she goes, "Hello, new city watch members. It's always exciting to get new volunteers. Have the three of you gotten a chance to get acquainted?" You haven't. Not really. I didn't know we had to do that. Stuart is just shuffling along in Claymore Dawn's shadow still. Okay. Uh, uh, Well, in any case, seeing as you all are new, I've decided that I'll be stationing you out in one of our suburbs, generally a less active area. Uh, So just do the patrols, deal with anything that might pop up. Oh, here are, and she hands you three stone walkie-talkies, like a fucking sending stone or stone of far speech Mm -hmm. or any version of a rock that is also a phone that you've seen in anything ever. You each get one of those. And she goes, yeah, uh, you know, if anybody reports anything, it might come up on the radio. But honestly, I really don't think that there should be any. And then... All three of your radios come to life and you just hear, Mr. Lionkeep is trying to use his dragon to burn down the neighbor's fence again. She goes, ah, you guys best be off. Thank you for everything you're doing for this city, and I look forward to hearing your report. Claymore John salutes. And so does Janice. Uh, Stuart is still hiding behind Claymore John. (laughs) God. Are you okay back there, young man? He's been there the whole time. I didn't want to say anything. He looked sad. Oh. Stuart's a little starstruck, so Stuart has decided to say absolutely <laughs> nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you're gonna do great. There's a cart for you out front, and, uh, good luck. Thank you. Janice, like, nods and starts lapping out of the room. Someone else is gonna have to drive. I don't have my cart license. I can't drive. I hey, also okay. don't need um, to. I I will drive. You guys walk outside, you do see a cart that just says, like, City Watch painted on the side, and you head off. I'll ask, like, where are they from? So within the metropolis, there's basically three areas. There's the urban area, which is, like, dense city there's the suburbs, which are suburbs, and then there's rural. Where do you guys normally spend your time? Stuart's from the suburbs. Yeah, Claymore John's also from the suburbs. He lives there with his husband and daughter. Janice is from the city. She lives in a local park. Stuart lives with his mom. Nice. Good for him. So for two of you, you are driving out into some familiar territory. Things seem relatively quiet for a little bit as you're going and then off in the distance you hear some shouting and assume that you are going in the right direction. That's not good. There are two decently sized houses. Imagine a fantasy suburb. It looks like that. The houses are... What do people make houses out of? Cobblestone? Yeah. Have we invented bricks yet? I'm gonna roll for bricks. Roll Roll for for bricks. bricks. First roll of the game. (laughs) One of them is made of bricks and the other one is made of stone. The house on the right is made of bricks and there's like a big yard. You can see some toys, bikes, things just kind of strewn around that yard. The other yard, most of the yard is completely bare except one giant, beautiful tree right on the other side of a fence. What really draws your attention are the two people on either side of the fence. In front of the brick house, there is a golem man on top of a dragon about the size of a riding lawnmower. Hmm. And on the other side, there is a halfling man who is floating up so that he's high enough to see over the fence holding like a glowing book um he's wearing wizard robes and socks and sandals Hmm. and the golem man has a hawaiian shirt on and his dragon has like flames flickering in its mouth uh and the two of them are just screaming at each other and the golem man is just going "I, I, i i swear to god i five five seconds and that fence goes down. You can't do that. That is destruction of property. I have the right to do everything that I do on my own property and your kids. All right. And they're just like yelling back and forth at each other. What are you? You're far enough away that they haven't seen you. Mom won't let me get a dragon permit. That's okay, kid. I don't think you need one. But they look cool. They're a lot of work. You sound like my mom. Well, your mom sounds like a very reasonable woman. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so we've got a dragon the size of a lawnmower. You know, like those riding lawnmowers? Yeah. Like the one in Nomeo and Juliet. Sure. Yes. If that's what you know a riding (laughs) lawnmower from, sure. (laughs) Florian, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, like that. I think I do too. I don't. (laughs) Just what a pull. Anyway, they're screaming at each other and the golem man on the dragon seems to be about to burn down this fence. Yeah, Claymore just is gonna pull the card up and like stop it in front of them and be like, hey, um maybe don't do that. They they both look at you. Oh, it's about time you guys got here. The the response times are really just terrible. Zach, this is this is private business. Do you have a fire permit? What? My mom says I can't set things on fire unless I get permission from the government. Do you have permission? <laughs> You can do anything you want to, kid. Wow. No, that's not. And I'm going to burn down this fence. No! Oh my god! You're scaring the neighbor's children because your voices are raised really loud. I just, I think it would be wise if you maybe lowered it and lowered yourselves to the ground and talked about it instead of going for fire and damage. Fences cost a lot of money to repair. Yeah. Okay, why don't you roll social skills? Shit. Okay. Oh, Oh, and that is a a three. Plus one. Three, so so that's four. So a two to nine is a failure with consequences. Whoa. The... Golem man, if you remember what was said to you over the walkie, this is Mr. Lionkeep who is trying to use his dragon to mm-hmm. burn down the neighbor's fence. Mr. Lionkeep looks at you and he just goes, with all due respect, I do not want the fence to be rebuilt. And he refuses to take it down. So this is the response. And the dragon reaches a handout and punch it, like, scratch the scratches a hand? Not, it has a fucking claw. Like, yeah. Do you think it has no legs? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I was just... <laughs> I know it's not what you meant. When you said the dragon reaches I, the hand out, I, I pictured did. a human arm <laughs> attached <laughs> to a dragon. <laughs> like, with oh God, the full, no, like, like a full-ass hand? Okay, now this is going to be a really niche reference, but now the dragon is like Trogdor from the YouTube video Trogdor where it just has a yeah. beefy arm sticking out of the back of its neck. And it just punches stuff. If anyone knows Trogdor. Yeah, no, I got you. I'm trying to remember yes. you've shown me Trogdor. I think I've shown you Trogdor. I have not been shown Trogdor. <laughs> it uses beefy arm to punch a hole in the fence. Oh no. Ah! how dare you this and he starts muttering some sort of incantation and his book starts to glow Uh, that's destruction of private property why do we not like the fence jeremy continues to be very unreasonable about his tree it's my children's favorite tree they love to climb in the tree they get so excited and it works their imaginations and their muscles exercise is important for growing kids. Yes. What Balor doesn't understand is that this tree is not just a regular tree. I have been working for years to infuse its fruit with magical properties, and when his kids go stomping all over it and ripping off the bark and all of this stuff... My kids have never ripped bark off... No, no, no. They have no respect for nature. It just ruins all of my work, so I put up the fence... To just fix the problem But if the tree is the dividing line. You cannot go past the tree. We both have right to the tree. Nah, that's well I don't know. You can take them to like a park. Have you tried planting another tree for the kids in your yard? Or you could put up like a fort. My dad made a fort when I was a kid and I would stay up there for hours. Like hey. I'm a father as well, and I understand. You get it. But I think if your neighbor is setting a boundary, it's just... But it's not only his tree. If he's been doing magic on the tree, I think that counts. Do you want your kids to be by magic? My mom hates it when I do magic because it's really unsafe, and I keep setting things on fire. What magic are you doing? Oh, okay. Do you have the paperwork that says where the property line is? Because I I feel like that will help the situation if we know where the actual property line is because if it's smack yeah. down down the middle of the tree. Did you get council permission to build the fence? Because if you did, then the council agrees that the tree is on your side of the property line. Well, uh, what is and isn't? Permission is very it's complicated. You, it's okay, not you that need like an actual you construction do, you certificate do need a permit from the council that you would have had to apply for. Exactly. Uh since when can a man not build a fence on his own property? Well that's why I was asking where the property line was. <sighs> My husband is a part of the homeowners association and he has had to do this kind of thing many <laughs> times. And if you did not go through the correct pathways, then there is more than one issue here. Okay. Let me... (laughs) We roll up with the Fantasy Homeowners Association. Yeah. You said it was the suburbs. Oh, yeah. And if there's one thing I know about the suburbs, it's that they have a homeowners association. Hi, guys. I don't understand anything about the suburbs because I'm not American. I grew up in... A town with a population of like seven hundred people total. I got nothing. The HOA in my neighborhood sucks, but I've never had to interact with them, so like I'm I'm winning. Can Stuart inspect the tree for damage? Yes. I'm gonna have you, Stuart, roll book smarts. Okay. And Claymore. Can I roll Street Smarts? Street Smarts was good. Yeah, yeah. I was so afraid you were going to tell me to roll book smarts. I was like, no, no, no. No, no, no. no. That's an 11 from Stuart. I got a 15. Okay. I rolled a four. I've got a seven in book smarts. (laughs) Jesus. Mr. Lionkeep seems very intrigued at the idea that perhaps the fence will just end up having to be torn down anyway. He doesn't want to risk his dragon permit. And so he's like, Yeah. You didn't get a permit from the city. We need to get the HOA involved. Oh, God, I'd rather you burn it down than I talk to... (laughs) Be sure to have a controlled fire. (laughs) As this conversation is happening, Stuart walks behind the fence to go inspect the tree. Looking at the tree, you see a few broken branches that could have been a result of... Somebody like grabbing something and it breaking off. It's pretty minor, but Jeremy does turn around and go, "No kids climbing in my tree!" And he just holds a hand out and just kind of flings <laughs> you back onto the ground, like Whoa. away from the tree. Hey, I was. You yeah, just no, we don't. Uh, even, we don't <laughs> even do that. And you take, <laughs> you take one. Okay, so this is how how health works in this game. There's no actual hit points because it's completely one-sided combat so every like hit counts as a hit rather than like varying levels of them there's it does one damage every time. I will mark off one box of dead. If you get hit once, uh, ow and that's it. Uh, if you get hit twice, you've actually been like injured and you have a minus three from all rolls. If you get hit three times, you are unconscious, and if you get hit four times, you are dead. If you die, you can come back as a ghost, a level one ghost, and keep, keep on trucking as a ghost, but you as a person are dead. So, you're physically fine, but like, owie. I wasn't gonna climb the tree, I just wanted to see if it was okay. Hey, sir? Yes? Please refrain from using physical force against children. You are an adult man. You're official City Watch members. If I see you doing something like that again, I will have to take you in because that is not okay. Do you, like, understand (sighs) that it is not okay for you, an adult man, to use physical force to fling a child? I... May have acted rashly. Yes. I will admit. We need to take time to think about our actions. Young man, I apologize. Mr. Uh, Jeremy. Spire. Jeremy Spire. Spire. Oh, Mr. Spire. I am a wizard. Oh. And I can maybe fix the tree. Oh, I'm so glad to know that the kids still appreciate the (laughs) magical arts. You I know, spend too much time indoors looking at books, and my mom made me go on the city watch. Oh, you remind me of being my youth. <laughs> <laughs> He's just looking off into the distance. No. <laughs> can, can I try and use my level two skill of heal on the tree? <laughs> Absolutely. Roll book smarts with your With modifier. my tree modifier? Okay. With your tree modifier. 24. Oh my god. Oh my Jesus. God. Stuart is good at one thing and it is book smart. <laughs> you put your hand on this tree and the tree starts to glow. He mentioned that this is a fruit tree. Yeah. But like it's not the season for fruit right now. Mm-hmm. But just appearing all at once, the tree is now filled with apples of varying colors. Whoa. Kid, did you do that? Did I break it? Jeremy just looks at it, like his jaw drops, and he just goes... You are the chosen one. Huh? Okay, that's... Oh, I don't know about that. He's 15. You just accomplished something I've been working years to do. You're a prodigy. Thanks. Prodigy is probably, yeah, a better word than chosen one. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's... He's not going on any... I'm gonna go on a quest. No. No. Do you want to go on a quest? No, don't I would like to go on a quest. I can probably find one. No, no, don't. Can I go on a quest? I'd have to ask my mom. Yeah, you have... Well, of course. Yeah, you have to you have to talk to your mom and also the city watch because you do ha- you have made a commitment to the city watch, so you can't just leave us whenever. Ah, yeah. Well, since the tree did its magical bullshit, and it clearly it's fine now, can I burn down this fence? Don't burn down the fence. No, it won't no. be harmful to the tree. We will yeah, speak close. to city council, and someone will probably come and deconstruct the fence until you can get a proper permit. But his kids are gonna keep climbing on the tree. So my kids are free spirits and they can do whatever they want. Mr. Spire? Yes. I can write down this address and come by and fix the tree. If they break it a little bit, I can come and fix it. Hmm. I would also say Mr. Liondeep Keep. Keep, sorry. That was Florian. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps. commit who's florian <laughs> mr Lionkeep, yes you could ask your children to refrain from playing on the tree until it has been decided whether or not it is actually mr spire's property and i listen you know i'm a dad i've said this yeah i have a tree in my backyard why don't we organize like a play date with your kids and my daughter i have a i have a tree house in the park in the city they can come play in that's even better It's got like multiple levels. Do you have a construction permit for that treehouse? Yes. (laughs) Okay, good. I didn't (laughs) doubt you, I just, I had to check. All right, someone needs to roll persuasion 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 meaning um social skills it's under social skills who has highest social skills not Stuart. i have a plus three <laughs> you do it i have a negative three okay and then okay. you have the upper hand because you have another dad backing you up on this playdate thing so roll a d20 plus a d6 plus my whatever the modifier is plus whatever your modifier is yeah Okay, that's a 17 plus three plus three. Seventeen plus six. Whatever Jesus. the fuck that is. 23? <laughs> yeah. That's another success if something incredibly improbable happens. Let me think. We're killing it, gang. <laughs> Mr. Lionkeep Keep is like sitting up there, he's nodding. He's like, Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a really nice idea. And he hops down off the dragon. And then. <laughs> He snaps his fingers and the dragon becomes, like, really little, like pocket-sized dragon. Oh, baby. Pocket-sized dragon. And the dragon flies up and sits on his shoulder and he goes, Do not presume who does and does not use magic. Some of us just use it on more interesting things than trees. Burn? Holy well, shit. That's rude. I've, I for one found the tree very interesting. You. Both of your magics are are very cool and fascinating. Stuart is just nodding vigorously. Both of you have many talents that perhaps combined can make wonderful things happen. I, d- I didn't know you used magic. Well, it's none of your business, Jeremy. Are they in love? Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say they going to kiss <laughs> <laughs> about to kiss? That's what it, that's what the incredibly <laughs> improbable thing is is they stop yeah. making out. I think we're done. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're like looking at each other really awkwardly now, like something just happened and neither of them know what to do with it. Something just happened. Stuart's gotta go get back in the cart. Well you guys should like go to dinner and like discuss the tree and the fence and and everything goodbye do you wish to leave your your contact information so that they can come visit your tree house oh yeah here's my card and she like pulls it out of a feather and it's just like here's my address oh thank you thank you very much where did that come from don't ask questions oh mm. i'm sorry to you like i have Is a purse it... it's tucked under my wing it's okay. not that like deep so are you guys gonna go check on that permit yeah are we still on this we're gonna we're gonna go we'll we'll we will let you know about that either us or the HOA will let you know I'll I'll send my husband he's not like one of those weird over-the-top ones that you have probably interacted with before he's he's actually like he's really trying to make a difference within the HOA hierarchy I'm gonna I'm sorry I'm I'm very nervous about interacting with new people. Okay, let's go. So I gonna... think we're, we're hey, we'll contact hey, you. Let's you're go. you doing and a she great just, job. She starts thank trying you. to like, you she's know? pushing her wings like up against us. Like, okay, let's okay. go. You guys, you guys are really God. kind. Thank you. Yeah. I, th- th- thank you. Thank you. Janice, like they salute and they're just like, yep, just doing our duty. Bye. City watch. This bye. is community service. Community service. Stuart's sitting in the cart, just like swinging his legs. Claymore studs like, hops into the driver's seat of the car. Great. You guys drive off. Glancing backward, you see both of them standing there sort of awkwardly, and then they look at each other, and then they both just walk back, like, quickly walk back into their respective (laughs) houses. They're having some sort of crisis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. (laughs) They need to go to a red robin. They definitely need to go to a red robin. Hey! No continual jokes. No continual <laughs> jokes. We can't make references to past episodes. No, I'm referencing my own life. Sorry, <laughs> Do you want guys. to explain it again? No, we're not explaining it again. What episode was that in? That was spoon magic. Yeah, go listen to spoon magic to get that particular joke. Anyway, I'm sure they will sort their differences out. In one way or another, they'll, yeah. I don't know what she's implying there. <laughs> hmm We make a good team. Mm-hmm, we do. I'm the chosen one. No, I don't you're not. I are not think you're the chosen one, honey. Do you have to get a permit? Yeah. Yeah, and it's really hard oh, to, to get one. The universe has to, like, approve. It's a whole, like, thing. The universe? The universe is so hard to contact. We're supposed to get a reference letter from the universe for graduation, but the universe doesn't respond to anyone, and it's really annoying. Yeah. I was going to roll to lie at the beginning of that, and then we just kept going with the universe, but never mind. Screen, we just, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, just go with it. I also have a negative in street smarts, so. <laughs> yeah. So, you guys make your way back to the castle, and you're brought to the queen again. So, she's like, oh... Welcome back. How did it? uh, How did it go? I know things can get kind of nasty on Meadow Street, but how did everything go? Problem solved. It went well. We do have to contact their HOA. I think they're gay. They might be. What? That's not really relevant. (laughs) We do have to follow up with them later. With we have to contact their HOA about Mm -hmm. some things, but it seemed to have gone well. Good. Good. At the moment, they've. Made the decision to leave the tree a- alone until they can figure out what's mm-hmm. going on with the fence and whose whose trees whose nothing got burnt down. And you know what? Any day that there's not a fire is a great day. In the name of this city that I've forgotten, a hole did get punched in the fence, and also oh, the, uh, the small one, it got flung. But like, he's I did. He's oh, fine. are are you okay? And she uh. Waves a hand, <laughs> and you feel a little better. And she heals your you back down to no damage. Nice, because to quote the game, she can do magic because, of course, she can. Of course, she's of course. Not yeah, makes sense. Able to. I'm so proud of all of you. You handled your first assignment so well, uh, and I just want to give you a little gift to to help you in your future endeavors. And with you know, wrapping this up, she. Snaps her fingers, and you each gain a blessing. Exciting. So the way that this works in this game and how it would work if you're in a campaign is that when you check in with the queen, for the people who she thinks did a really good job, we'll get a blessing. And then if you didn't do such a good job, you'll get a curse. Uh, And that would carry into the next session until it would be swapped out by whatever next thing was. For Claymore... You get the mm-hmm. blessing, chef's kiss. You're suddenly a really good cook. <gasps> oh my god! Ooh, that's nice. nice. His family's gonna love that. Along with your healing, Stuart, you have a, a, a renewed sense of motivation. You're you're very determined about everything, and you have an extra plus one to all skill rolls. Nice. And Janice, you smell good. Good smell nice good smell she needs that that's gonna balance out the ooze and the gross <laughs> yeah <laughs> she definitely she definitely needs that she's got an extensive collection of perfumes <laughs> whatever your favorite perfume that's just how you smell without having to put the perfume on anymore oh she's so happy she starts oh. like fluttering like in excitement oh. well good luck with wrapping this up and i'm sure we'll talk again soon Thank you. Thanks. And thank you. Stuart runs.
1: <laughs> if oh we... well,
0: there he goes. Stuart just goes, thank you, and then leaves. Bye, Stuart. Bye, small one. Uh, so you're good to, like, contact the HOA since, like, your husband. Yeah, I'll do that when I get home. Okay. You smell nice. Thank you. If you ever want to, like, come for dinner, like, you can bring your family and everything. It's like a, yeah. Yeah, I will. Anyway, bye. <laughs> she just flies out. <laughs> I'm like a window. If I can propose a final image for everyone. Yes. Everything gets sorted out with the HOA. The border between the two houses is still a little, it's a little murky, but Jeremy decides that with the ability to heal the tree and now that his goal is accomplished, to take down the fence. And the two of them... Their kids, you guys. Their kids? <laughs> their collective <laughs> children, city? Yeah, they move fast. Oh, you know. They got married already. No, <laughs> <laughs> they're not married. But with your newfound cooking skills, Mr. Lion Keep invites you guys to come have a barbecue out by the treehouse. Oh my god. The two Golem kids who you do meet them. They are like, uh, I don't know how old kids are, mm. six? Yeah. Six and like eight. Sure, That's tree climbing age, cool. The older one's name is Tabitha and the younger one's name is Gigantor. Gigantor. Um, nice. And they're running around in the tree house. Do you guys show up together or? Claymore shows up with his family. His husband is a dwarf and his daughter is like a normal sized person. His daughter's also like six Stuart has to get a ride because his mom's busy. Stuart shows up in a fantasy Uber. Nice. Jen shows up late, but she's she's brought like a nice pie. Everyone's very excited about the pie. Mm-hmm. Thank you all again for everything. Yeah, we, we realized that all of this was just so silly. And <laughs> he just pats, lion keeps hand. They've started dating. Stuart is doing the thing. Where you're just, like, somewhere where you don't know anyone. He's just, like, has a drink. And is just holding it and just, like, takes a drink and doesn't speak to anyone. It's just, like, standing in, in, like, the corner of where the fence used to be. Standing under the tree, a blue apple falls into your hand. And it glows a little bit when you catch it. Exciting. Yay! Apple! I also decided in the moment that Claymore's daughter's name is Jewel. Nice. Nice. Stewart's the chosen one. The tree gave him a He's special not. magic apple. He's not the chosen one. He's the one chosen one. We <laughs> gave him a special <laughs> magic apple. The tree has chosen him. He's not the chosen one. I guess we'll never know. So, what did everyone think of de-escalation? That was a lot of fun. It was very fun. It was very cute. I love no combat systems. Yeah. Sorry once again for my inability to do a consistent character voice. I feel like you were pretty consistent. Excellent. I'm improving. <laughs> Yay. I like that system. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Having street smarts be its own skill is really fun, I think. Yeah. Like social skills and performance being separate and book smarts and street smarts being separate. It's fun mm-hmm. to know the solution to the like conflict will be non-fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because in a lot of systems, there is an option to not fight people, right? But a lot of times the answer is fight people because the DM has just set up combat and is going to be really upset if you <laughs> if you, you just don't the do combat. the combat. So many things are reliant on like oh, well, you have to be fighting people if you want to inva- advance in levels. Mm-hmm. Like even if there is a nonviolent option it'll be detracted against because like you're just not getting the points that you need to succeed and then that's Mm -hmm. completely bypassed in a game like this and I think that's very cool and the skills are all so fun I was gonna say I really like the skills and create like character creation stuff yeah the character creation Mm -hmm. is really interesting like the way that you can also just like combine two races like Bobby did Yeah, Yeah, I really liked that bit. I'm really sad I didn't get to lay a large egg. Yeah, I'm sad I didn't get to cry out in agony. Well... It just wasn't socially appropriate. (laughs) There was never a time for jazz hands. Sorry, guys. The dragon stopped doing things. I was, after the dragon gained an arm, I was going to use jazz hands on the dragon somehow, and it just didn't (laughs) become relevant. (laughs) <laughs> that would have been great! I also, I also forgot that I made the dragon Trogdor! I was gonna try and use coal fairies to grow a second tree for the kids. And then we just rolled really well. You all rolled so well. Yeah, I rolled a 15. And I have put all of my modifiers into Book Smart, which is also a really fun way to do a system. Yeah. Because it's just like the modifier that you're deciding. Mm hmm. So, at the expense of being shit at everything else, I was super good at Booksmart. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, I would love to play this again at some point. Yeah, I would love to play a longer like... Yeah. Yeah, me too. On the DM side of this, there was a great page of, like, you know, suggestions for how to run the game. And then there was, like, cool lists of suggested crime and things for each of the different areas of the city. So, it was really easy prep. Pretty easy-to-understand rulebook, too. Nice. All right. Reminder that we were playing De-Escalation, created by Alex Kingsley. You can find this game and Alex's other work at alexkingsley.org. It's pay-what-you-want-for-this-game. Who are we threatening this week, folks? Anthony Birch, episode full of dads. we got to threaten the dad himself. You're so right. Oh Anthony my God, Birch. You're so right. Anthony of Dungeon and Daddies. Of Borderlands 2 fame. Anthony, if you would like to come on our show and de-escalate fantasy crime with us and, you know, whatever, uh, you you can find us at Tabletop Clowns on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok and shoot us an email at tabletopclownsociety@gmail.com. and also please tell us if you know the origin of our clown die. We've tried so hard to Google it, guys. We cannot find this thing. Any information you can have may be useful. Give us a rating on iTunes, and if you like the show, tell a friend. That kind of support goes a long way, and it would mean a lot to us. We also have a fun, new, and exciting announcement today which is that we are starting a Patreon. Starting as low as $5 a month, you'll gain access to a Patreon-only Discord server where we can hang out and do listening parties. You'll get versions of our episodes with video, shout outs at the end of episodes, and some higher tier rewards range from submitting character names, access to DM prep and character notes, all the way up to choosing a game for us to play. If we reach our first stretch goal of 75 patrons, we will record and release a mini campaign continuation of our pilot episode, Brindlewood Bay. That will be an exclusive piece of bonus content for patrons at any level. And any money that you give will directly go to helping us keep the show going and make it the highest quality that it can be. So check out the rest of the tiers and all the information at patreon.com forward slash tabletop clown society. The link is also in the episode description. Thank you for coming to the circus. Honk. 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 They really were gay. This season, the fate of the galaxy rests in the hands of one woman. Who is it? You, Stella. Me? Yes. That seems unlikely. Yeah, that does seem unlikely. Old enemies return. Oh my god, he's standing right behind me, isn't he? Stella, he's not standing right behind you. Oh, thank god. He's standing right behind Buttercup. What?! Hello, Buttercup. Hey, raccoon buddies. Looks like we're working together on this one. You'll regret this, you idiot. Family drama ensues. Feed! you don't recognize your own father? I have a father? Existential dread takes hold of everyone. Have you ever tried really hard to convince yourself that you're working the job you want, but then you get a taste of something else, and you realize you've just settled for what was available when there's so much out there? Nope. I have no idea what you mean. I know you love trash. I do. And I love you guys more. Don't make it weird, Thief. Things are always weird when I'm around. In the thrilling penultimate season of the stench of adventure, everything seems to be falling into place. The perfectly crafted story comes to a perfectly crafted... Hello? Who's there?